You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Erasmus Stylianessis. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 27. I can't believe it's 27 episodes. Um, uh, we got a, a special guest with you t- for, uh, for you today. Someone that I, I met 11 years ago in an acting class in New York City. And That's we re- right. reconnected because I saw that, you know, he was speaking out on things that were going on in the last like 17, 18 months. And, uh, and here he is right now. Faust, Checho? Checo? Chicho. Chicho, Chicho, dude, Chicho. that's great. Yeah. What's Everyone's the ethnicity? Like, is that like Italian? I'm Italian and Sicilian. Of course, only the Sicilians will, will make that distinction, you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm Italian-American. Both my parents were Italian and my dad's Sicilian and Italian. Cool, cool, yeah. man. Uh, obviously, you know I'm Greek and yeah. they say, una fazza, una razza. I do now, Jerry. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's keep down the DL. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, my man. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Um, so yeah, man, welcome. Welcome to Here for the Truth. Thanks, man. It's a, it's an honor to be here. I love what you guys are doing. Appreciate yeah, it, man. Yeah, dude. So, oh, what were you saying, Joel? I just said I appreciate the compliments. They love what we're doing, bro. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Listen, we're all in this together. We're doing our part. You know, we're doing our part. To That's right. Truth to power, to, to uncover the little things that people maybe aren't paying attention to. And, um, and you know, like I think, we're risking things too, man. It's like we're, we're, you risk things to go against the status quo and speak out and go against the norm. So talk a little bit about that. Like, how has that been for you? And more than ever, more than ever, you know, I, I I got, you know, it's funny because I still waste my time with Facebook (laughs) and uh, you know, I just, I, I, I made a comment, I made a remark on someone's post and she was, she works. I think she's got, she has a government job, her and her husband and they're, being mandated to to uh, take this this ex- experimental thing that they're putting out, and uh, she's she feels very trapped, and she feels very you know she's kind of in a panic. And I was like, look, there are resources, there are people who you can talk to, and I simply commented that you know you have a whole community that is that is, that is standing with you right now, and you're not alone. And and man, I the first comment was like, "You're gonna to listen to a washed up actor," and I'm like, "Whoa, what?" Well, yeah. I was like, "What do you what what?" Ad hominem <laughs> attacks. You know, they can't actually argue what you're bringing. You know, they just have to attack. Right. I was like, um, "I don't okay. I don't I don't know what what you're talking about. Why you say it? Because it says formerly employed on my Facebook profile. That's their programming, Sherlock." <laughs> You know, I'm like, if you if you get a job as an actor for, you know, uh, USA or whatever, you know, CBS, you work a couple of days and then you're no longer employed by then. So it shows up as formally because they were like, oh, you I was like, whatever. You know, it's like people just but immediately right for the jugular, like, no, yeah. no. And this is supposed to be like her friend that I'm trying to help. You would think that that would mean something, but that's, that's the level of threat that this person is under. That's the level of, of fear. Right. So it's so easy to, to all of a sudden go for the jugular and slander to any extent, anyone that questions that paradigm, which is, you mean that 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 can't be threatened for that person because that's extremely painful to consider that one might be wrong for, for these people. Right. That's exactly right. And, and, you know, it's, 
it's there's so many things we can go into but you know how's it been for me it's it's been, it's been look I, I i roll with the punches you know i love i love boxing i i don't like getting hit but but i do know how to roll with punches and, and i don't take it personally i try not to take it personally it's been um it's been tough man to see friends who have been my peers and uh, uh you know a- actors and people in the industry quietly, you know, unfriend and unfollow me. And, and again, you know, I'm just, I don't, I, I always thought that we could have, we can have differing opinions and remain friends, but, you know, you realize, like you just said, uh, the level of fear is so great that it becomes, it, it, they can't, it's not comfortable for them and they're not comfortable enough with themselves. They haven't spent enough time with themselves to be able to see that separate from it you know they just got to be like uh uh-uh, no more i mean i have family that has done that to me and yeah. that's you know it's 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 not easy when that happens because then they get themselves in shit i'm like you should have you should have kept following my posts you would have knew better than to do that shit. <laughs> yeah exactly but, man fuck. you know and what you said about the person who just automatically showed up on the facebook post um who was it i don't know if it's jason Kristoff or someone who talks about like the agent smiths yeah you know the oh, agent yeah. smiths of the matrix it's like once something comes out, like there's a post or someone says something to challenge the construct of the matrix. It's like these agent Smiths come out to just be like, no, no, you're wrong. Oh my God, dude. I'm just like, yo, what, 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 what part of you feels the need to stick up for, for the trillion dollar big pharmaceutical industry that has a criminal record of destroying lives? What part of you thinks that they need you to do their work for them? I'm like, that part of your brain, you should take a good look at it. You know, I yeah. bet you it's been a little washed. <laughs> it's a good question, man. It's, it's, it's a great question. And I mean, the, the best that I can, I can share on that is that it's simply it's equivalent to the lies and the falsehood that they've allowed within themselves. And for, for, for the external lies to be exposed as lies, then that means that a part of them has to be put on the, on, on the stake as well, you know, and that's, that's, that's a big barrier for, for one to cross. It is. It's a huge, it's a huge barrier. And, 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 you know, you, it, it takes a, it takes a brave soul yeah. to, to go that route because you can't just go that route in one part of your life. You know, you're going to, you're going to take responsibility for yourself in, in all ways. And that includes what you're seeing and hearing or you're not, you know, and I see that as a, as a very co- common denominator for people who, you know, are, are very kind of vicious with, with their attacks, on, you know, and people who I didn't realize could be so vicious. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But again, I don't, I try not to take it personally because that's, and I, and I really, you don't know how much backspacing I do. <laughs> backspace, backspace, backspace. You know, like, like I don't, I try not to be a reaction. You know, that I've learned that, because my, my initial reaction is to retaliate. You know, I want to take someone's, the, you could say it's the Sicilian in me, but I want to go for the jugular. Yeah, That's what we did in my family. You, twice as hard back. Yeah. you know, I mean, I grew up with a twin brother. We fought as altar boys on the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he would reach for the bell. And if it was my turn, <laughs> he would give me a shot. And then we'd be punching each other on the, on, on the church. And the ch- priest would just look at us like, are you doing this right? Are you, are you really doing this right now? <laughs> but man, they should have never had us serve mass together because we look like bookends up there you know but yeah where did but, you grow up 
I grew up in Pennsylvania, about an hour and 20 minutes from here. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. North, Northeastern Pennsylvania, right outside of Allentown. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, man, I hear you. It does take a certain kind of person to just like go against the grain. You know, I have a friend of mine here who's like in a certain like subculture music scene. I won't like uh, get too specific. Yeah. And, and he like had friends of 20, 20, 25 years, uh, worked regularly and was the only one to speak out on this. And he's had friends of 20 years who, who used to book him for everything, won't book him, won't even return his calls all wow. because he spoke up about what's happening. And That's it's it. like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Well, I mean, and it, and it hurts, you know, like, but at the same time, what do you, what, I, I, I hope some of them will come around, you know, I mean, some of them will come back to their senses because what it is, is stress and, and fear make you literally, and I don't, I don't mean this in the typical way, but you know, you, you, we get selfish when we're under stress, literally. I mean, we're programmed to, right? All the blood in the frontal lobe retreats to the back. You know, you, your, your adrenaline is ready. Your body's ready to mobilize. That's a, a, your, when you're in a fear and stress response, you're ready to take action, right? You're ready and you're, you got a very narrow, it's hyper, but it's a narrow focus. And it says, look out for you and yours and fuck everyone else. That's what that response does. And you see that happening. I mean, coming to New York City, it's, <laughs> New York City was like that a little bit before. And now, you know, you throw uh, this notion in, into the air of, of a, you know, a, a air airborne threat. And this place is crazy. You know what I mean? It was crazy before. So and now. So, yeah, man. So that's what I'm curious, because you're I mean, I lived there for eight years and you're the first person we have on the show who has lived in New York City. So what was it like, you know, how has it been like from, you know, we're 18 months in now, like what's been some of the process that you experienced during this whole. Oh man. Charade? I mean, I was just in, I just, I, I was in disbelief. I, I just, I thought New Yorkers, I thought they were different. I thought, I thought this was a different breed. I thought this was a different city, but you know, I just realized that it's, it's not what I thought it was. Um, and, and that most people, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is it's the, the, the journey that I've been on over the last 10 years that has put me in, a, in an even greater position to question what's happening and, and, and see through what's happening. And, and, you know, I've been like my friends from Pennsylvania are like, dude, you should like, you should do a dance every day on your Facebook profile just to celebrate because everything you fucking said that was happening and and is happening has come true and you should just fucking celebrate i'm like yeah but dude i'm not interested in that i'm not i'm not interested. you know i don't i'm not gonna win anyone over like that and i and i was hoping that i wasn't right you know what i mean that there wasn't this fuckery going on anyway but where, where are we gonna have the academy awards for conspiracy theorists like who, <laughs> who was the best conspiracy theorist dude like and the award goes to you know because it's just like exactly man it's just like we say these things like a year and a half ago and then oh they come God. true. And, and how many people that were unfollowing you, that were ridiculing you, that were saying the meanest things to you, take responsibility and go, Hey man, you know, I was wrong. You were right. And that's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's telling. And, 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 you know, I, I, I try to keep, 
open communications with as many people as I can. And I try to, to keep the discussions civil and I try to keep them ongoing, but you know, it's such a, it's, 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 it's such a huge onion and there's so many layers to it. And so, you know, you're trying to talk to people and people who are like reading the New York times and hearing the news and thinking that there is like, you know, a kernel of truth to any of it are so far behind ball. It's hard to, to, to catch them up. It's unbelievable to them. You know, they think that you're crazy naturally. It's just too much for them to but swallow. Especially while they're still consuming it, right? And that's why step one to this process is to fucking stop consuming it. Give, you, give, you a chance, yeah. give, your, give, your, give your psyche a chance to detox from yeah. the fucking constant bombardment of programming that's taken place. But until you can even recognize that for yourself, there is no hope. There, there honestly I, isn't, right? You gotta, you gotta turn it off first. It's true, man. I mean, you got, you have to, you can, you can't reprogram with the same, you know, yeah. you, you, you know, new information is getting in. And that, this is what I've been experiencing. I've been, I've been having, well, I was having ongoing, they, they've ended now, but, uh, but they, they were ongoing conversations with, with a few actors who, you know, I, I have a lot of affection for and who I've, I've known for about 12, 15 years now and 15 years now. And, um, you know, I, I, I I appreciate that they engage in a dialogue with me, but what I discovered in all of the dialogue was that, you know, the, the, the level of betrayal that has happened in, in our society on so many levels is, it, it, it's, it's shocking. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's too much yeah. for most people to believe. It's so, in, talk about systemic, you know, it's, it's so ingrained in our society and you're raised to think about things one way to discover that they're actually a different way is, you know, it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. It's a big red pill. <laughs> yeah. And especially if people haven't done the inner work, haven't healed their trauma, haven't healed their nervous system to consider that society really is inverted to think at every level and every arena and institution is inverted and built on a foundation of lies. That's it. I mean, that, that is a tough pill to swallow. You have, you have to be a, a certain type of person, you know, and, Absolutely. I, and this is another question. I'm so curious, like, what is it, you know, what is it about certain people that are just like, Oh, Hey, like, I want to know, I want to know what's going on. Like I can hold it. I can hold space for it as opposed to like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> That's at, at the same time, on the flip side of that, I think the difference is how much of ourselves we've invested in the mirror of society. Right. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's that degree which holds us back from actually seeing through the illusion, perhaps as opposed to what's, what's unique about the, the, the truth seeker or the person that does see it. It's simply, for me, it's simply the fact of the diet, right? What we're consuming on, on all levels. And throughout a lifetime, we've decided to recognize that, you know what I mean? It's, some things aren't conducive to us and we've eliminated them and we've altered the way that we interact with society as a result. But for someone that's just constantly consuming the garbage because they've they projected so much of themselves yeah. to, in, into the world, you know? And so with, with that level of investment, if the world is a lie, then I'm a lie. And how am right. I ever going to, how it. am I ever going to face that, accept that? Like that's, that's deep shadow work, man. It is. It is very deep. And, and shadow work, I think is the key word, you know? And, and look, there are some people who I would, you know, I've been trying, I've been asking myself the same question at like, what, what, what makes some people, and, and I think it's a combination of, of like everything else of, of nature versus nurture and that some people have a natural proclivity, you know, mm -hmm. to, 
to question and, and, and other people, you know, and then you combine that with, you know, people who have really done the work with themselves and, and they can, you know, then, then it's really hard because then you start to see through it and, you know, you start shouting it from the mountaintops because, you yeah. know, that's your first inclination is to, is to oh, let everyone, everyone know. And, yeah. and that never works out because everyone's like, um, you're, you lose your mind. You need to sit down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We've all, we've all been there, man. Yeah. Like of course. But, but when, when you first have that, it's like, everyone needs to hear this. Everyone needs to know this. Why would I hold yeah. back any part of what I know? No, you're trying to like, save people, you know? Right. Like, but until you do that and you realize, you know what I mean? The level of, of brick, brick wall and mortar yeah. that's on the other side. That's then there's the next step to this process that takes place. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, then you realize that, Oh, um, you know, very, very few people are going to hear something and, and, and be convinced by, you know, unless they're really ready and it really resonates with them, you know, yeah. which is a rare thing. You can't force a person to be red pilled. As they say, they have to do it on their own That's and right. do the work necessary. And, uh, and I hear you, man. I think about like stages in my life. Like when I first really started going down certain rabbit holes, like, I mean, nine 11 is one whole other story, but even oh, yeah. just like, the whole HIV AIDS thing. One of my first acting teachers, actually one of my first mentors, you know, in 2004, 2005 was a, an activist. And he kind of was connected to the whole dissident community there with professor Peter Duisberg, David Rasnick, Carrie Mullis. So that's when I first got introduced to Dr. Carrie Mullis. And I read his autobiography in 2005, which was like, like a, a mind fuck for me, you know, it's called dancing naked in the minefield. And so like, even then I was remember trying to tell everyone like, you don't understand like these things and Dr. <laughs> Fauci and like, this was 15 years ago, dude. Like, yeah, where I'm like, Fauci's a corrupt motherfucker. Always has been. That's why he's there. That's you why know? he's, yeah. I mean, people don't understand that's, I mean, you don't, you don't stick around through yeah. five presidents because you know, you, that, that is a very specific type of person. And it's one that, you know, that he is the, if the, tide is corruption he is the moon to that <laughs> that's what that's how you stick around that long you know especially when you come into you know your position in the midst of an epidemic go figure you don't you don't last that long by being an individual critical thinker that challenges the conventional norms you last yeah. that long when you go along with whatever certain people in power and the structures that are at play tell you what to do and you go yes yeah that's what we'll do. And you know how to push that. You know how to get that agenda forward. You know how, how to take care of people who aren't cooperating and, and take care of the ones who are, you know, that's, that's what Fauci has always been great at, yeah. you know, but Fauci, he's, I mean, I don't know how people don't see right through him. Yeah. You know, you, you would think that the, the, Do that people, would, that's it. I mean, people were wearing Fauci shirts in the city, like yeah. team Fauci. I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't even comprehend the, 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 the psyche of, of such a person. Like I can't even begin to, to understand. Um, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So like being here, you know, like, dude, I, every night, as soon as curfew hit, I'd walk, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm going for a walk, you know? And then I would go for a walk when everyone was asleep, yeah. just, just to walk the streets and see. It's gotta be a trip, dude, being in New York. I haven't been back to New York in a few years. So I can only imagine New York City during this time, dude, like ghost town. It was crazy. It was, I mean, it was crazy. It was so quiet. It was, it was, I mean, it was ludicrous. It was, it was like, I was like, damn, you know, like, do people think that 
like the the boogeyman is out here it's i mean it was it was just so quiet it was it was nice but it was crazy that people you know would listen to this yeah <laughs> even my wife and i we lived in santa monica and we're over like five five blocks from the pacific and the, all of santa monica downtown santa monica was empty and we're just going for these walks man when there yeah. were lockdowns and curfews it was actually pretty awesome to be honest it was like really really nice I bet, man. There, you know, and just to, to, to experience that quiet that you just wouldn't experience otherwise, especially in exactly. your city. Oh my God, like the city that never sleeps. It's literally going on. I lived there for eight years. Like, I couldn't imagine what it was like if everyone's like, you know, in their apartments, like, yes, government, I will do what you say and I won't go outside. And if I right. there, something's going to happen. I'm like, this is not New York. It's just New York, New York City, tough city, I thought. Yeah, right. we're the rest of the tough guys you know um it was it was trippy man it was surreal it's it is surreal that's the word that comes to mind for me too like it's it's surreal just to be here having this conversation now in, in 2021 yeah. um and being like wow it worked you mean they they they, they got them they 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 the, the plan happened you know and like we've been reading about agenda 21 agenda 2030 like all this talking about these conspiracies but um like for me personally i never thought it would actualize the way that it has yeah like in such I mean, a physical such I mean, a physical capacity you know but then to sit here and watch it watch it have happened the way I mean, it happened you're exactly in the as they, thick you know. of it aren't you or where where are you right now yeah i'm in sydney i'm in sydney australia man oh, so fuck, we're, we're, we're certainly yeah, we're certainly in the thick of it um we're we're 10 11 weeks since we're locked down now um, they've just announced that we're going to come out of this lockdown you know, on the 1st of October, but only the vaccinated are going to come out of the lockdown. And then right. three weeks later, the unvaccinated are allowed to exit the lockdown. Um, uh, and to me, it, it just feels like that's just a training module for businesses oh. to start segregating and discriminating for the next time they squeeze the clamps. Then you mean they've, they've already got that, that bit of exercise into how to, how to implement it. Um, bro like this was this was the lucky country man this was this i know was dude best, i have a friend who moved there a few years ago man and yeah. i talked to her often she's like help <laughs> i'm like you should have stayed in connecticut i know connecticut's kind of boring but australia isn't what you thought you yeah, know i mean fifteen thousand people a day from from the border from people applying to leave the country like people are attempting to flee um, yeah. at this point in time so you can are, are they are without, they getting out I think it depends how much money you have right now. It's very difficult, yeah. by the way. Wow. But you're saying in order to leave, you have to su submit to... You got to apply to leave. You have to apply to leave. Yes. And then you have to submit to the injection. Well, uh, I the think you can get away... care if you're leaving? Depending where you're going, I think you can get away with just a PCR um, yeah. bill. But I mean, it's, it's getting tighter and tighter every single day. It's, uh, but you know, this, this, is, this, is, this was the convict island right? I um, did. I just heard one of my, I had him on my podcast. He's, he's a channel. He's uh, but the, the information that comes out of this guy, the stories that come out of this guy, he's just a profound dude, but he was, somebody asked him, I shouldn't say him. They didn't ask him. They asked his, his higher self, which is a being from another uh, dimension, another, another race. Uh, what, what was happening with Australia and, and what can be, expected and and his answer was pretty profound you know he said it's the same trauma playing out in australia that's been playing out 
since the since the time that it was a prison colony mm. and he said and it's and it's going to continue to play out you know un, until the, the the trauma is recognized in the collective and healed he said it's not you have the jailers the people who are you know anyone because why do we put people in jail because it's not safe it's yeah. not safe oh, for yeah. them to be out of jail no. He said, and this is what's happening. It's the same thing playing out. And he said, and you have people in Australia who are happy to be safely in their little prisons. You know, he said, but this is, and I was like, damn, man, that's just, that's a profound, deep answer. You know, I was like, I hadn't even thought about the, 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 the trauma, the, the backlash and the, of that, of that kind of psyche that was on the island for so long there. And, and, but man, it's like, I, it, it resonates, you know, like, damn, like, but it does seem like that's what's happening. Uh, yeah, that's like, interesting you say that, man. That, yeah, that, 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 that is profound. There's actually an article that came out the other day was some guy who actually decided to extend his actual prison sentence in an actual prison because he had more freedoms inside than outside. Oh he could, he could hang out. He could hang out in groups. He could exercise whenever he wanted to exercise. Wow. He could, he could still have communication and, you mean, know, and, and touch. And all the rest of it so yeah Damn. dude it's i don't know but you're dude, right man I safety can't is believe key. that you just said that <laughs> that is so fucking fool boy, well, hello uh, i mean i don't have a good australian accent but hello you're oh, you're up for parole no 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 i'm staying in here i'll stay in mate yeah. i'm staying in my god man i mean send me that article i'm gonna post that on my facebook no. page that is crazy but but it speaks to what's happening there and and you know this is, I mean, I don't know if you read about that day in Italy. It was a few months ago. It, I'm trying to think if it was last year or a few months ago. I know the weather was colder. I just don't know if, what side of Christmas it was on. But it was like, you know, the Italians found a way to communicate with each other, you know, encode on some of the social media because they were shutting it down, but using the internet and they coordinated a day when all the restaurants were going to open. Oh, yeah. If, you know, and, and, and they did. But, you know, from Rome all, all the way up and down. And, you know, of course, at, the fir at first the police were like, uh, what are you doing? You know, but then when everyone was open, eventually the police sat down and were like, they just would have a drink because a lot of places weren't ready to serve food right, right off the bat. But the whole country opened because they wanted to remind the government that if and when they decide to stop playing along, they're the ones who are in charge because you can't stop everyone, you know. And if, if Australia did that yeah. in one day, if they just coordinated one day where they all just said, no, we're going to do what the fuck we want. Yeah. You, you would show the government and remind the government how powerless they are without the people, because that's the truth of it. What's the, I what's the, uh, uh, Joel, what were you going to say? Uh, so I, I agree. This, and this is the opportunity that the people need to take up now to flex their power and so mm -hmm. to bring balance to what that is. I mean, particularly now in Australia, when they do reopen, um, I think the the I think boycotting is a great method, particularly for any businesses, restaurants, pubs, cafes that want to ex that want to accept passports only. I think this is where the people need to decide. You know what I mean? Where 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 they're going to invest? Um, it's just, it's discrimination. Why not? Why not put your money into a business that's not discriminating? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? There are people who cannot and should not get this. Yeah. You, you know, it's that simple. It's it's not. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. There are people who couldn't, who could and should not get this. People who have already been, you know, diagnosed and rec recovered from COVID. We know that now, right? We, we have solid science yeah. that, that speaks to that. Immunity is almost 
13 times stronger. Now, if those people get this, their natural immunity is going to be kaputs. It's going to be screwed up. So if it's health we're after, wouldn't that be, you know, well, first never, of all, there's a, the big problem with that is that's about 40% of the population. So it's never, about you know, health. yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I am hopeful just looking at the simple commentary on, on social media in, in Australia and all the different various polls that go up and, and whatnot. I am hopeful that most people are, are, are against this and do realize what's going on. Um, but you know, man, the, the media creates illusions to leverage yeah. the majority. Oh, um, and uh, it's obviously <clears throat> people are inclined to go where the majority goes because safety is that, is that primal the, it, yeah. thing that we're It's after. the path of least resistance, you know? So it's a, it becomes a no brainer for people who don't, you know, look, I, I have a friend, I love, I love this guy. He's, uh, he, he's a very talented Broadway African-American actor been on Netflix, been working consistently, you know, and, and does a great job. Uh, I've seen him, you know, on and off the stage. I've seen him on his shows. I, I was planning on and still planning on working with him. Uh, but I saw this coming and, and, you know, I was like, dude, they're going to say that you have to be, jabbed in order to to work you know that right and he was like you know he's not he doesn't try he has a healthy distrust like a lot of african-americans of the government and big pharma when they go into business together as and they should as they should exactly you know he's like uh-uh you know we got a part on broadway eight thousand dollars a week took it away from him found out he wasn't back got a part on a netflix show took it away from him found out he wasn't back i'm like i tried to tell you bro you know like i mean i don't know what he could have done but i was like to you know i know i was like they're coming they're, this is this is coming you know yeah. and it's Zach just, Astro a, just mentioned i think it was just today that like uh and in, in the advertising business they're going to require uh mandated they're allowing mandated vax uh, jabs for for commercials commercial shoots and auditions that's what oh, i just somebody posted i mean it, 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 they've been doing it for a while they've been saying that if you if, you know if you're not if you don't have the card you can't work on set um I've been seeing that a lot in, in, in some of the breakdowns, but, you know, look, I, I have no problem with people who want to get the jab. I, I think it's, it should be a choice, you know, I, but I, what I don't understand is <laughs> maybe you can help me. What is the, what, why, why are people advocating a mandate and why are people, why, why is the president of the United States saying that we have a how can how can you have a, a vaccine that works and also have a, a an unvaccinated population threatening a vaccinated population how is it that that does not register as an oxymoron that, in the minds the of people that's the age-old question with this topic in general you know and they keep rewriting the definitions and saying oh well, actually vaccines aren't supposed to do that i'm like what they just they just no. reduce symptoms if you do catch it now. Like that's, that's one I heard. That's one I heard the other day. It's like, okay. It would have been so much worse. Hey, I got the jab and I got sick. Yeah, but it would have been. Do you see how so that's a that's worse. an easy out? I mean, Lucky like, I got because, it. <laughs> that's I had someone say that. Yeah, I, I'm sure it would have been worse if I didn't get it. I'm like, what? How do you know? You're a healthy person. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're yeah. a dancer for God's sakes. You know, like. Well, I know well, someone else who got. Bro. That's it. You What'd know, you say? it's good Stop conditioning. Time. Stop yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Faust, 
what you know you were talking about like hey i'm a different person now than i was before like what what started you on this journey man like like what have been your some of your rites of passage like i remember oh, meeting 10 years yeah. ago um, we met in larry moss's class right yeah 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 we did that's right that's right i think it was either 2010 or 2011 i'm not sure i worked on red by john logan i know red well yeah of Man. course what i remember what the what the hell did i work on my god that was 2000 forget y'all I'll, I'll, I'll search for all the emails I'll be all <laughs> it. my god um so it was around 2010 maybe it, it was larry moss it was it was larry moss dude i mean i i love this man he's like he's the yoda of acting teachers and he's I just, you know, I, I was trying to do a role from um, Anna Christie. I was trying to play oh, I remember that. the Irishman. And, and, and he has a million broken hearts and he wears them on his sleeve. And he is completely annihilated, drunk, and he's a big fucking vulnerable mess. And I couldn't come near this role. I was so you know, like I, I could not reach that part of me. And Larry Moss said to me, he said, uh, Faust, he said, do you want to play these roles? And I said, if, if I can't play these roles, I don't want to do anything. And he said, I hear you. I believe you. He said, but you have to understand that you've built the empire state building over your emotional center. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, because I, I couldn't, when I would feel vulnerable, it was like, uh, it was like Iron Man. You know what I mean? It was like, the, yeah. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't even have to become self-conscious. The habituated response, the physiological response in my body was an immediate clamping off, you know, without a thought. And so I couldn't feel, I literally couldn't feel. I had so much, uh, and I didn't know it at the time. You know, Larry was like trying to asked me questions about my parents and I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground. I didn't know about myself. You know what I'm saying? Like you, that's the parental paradox. You just, you only know what you've been taught until you start to realize context and reference, you know? And I, I Larry told me to read the homecoming great book by uh, Bradshaw. I think fantastic book about, about abuse, about, about the dynamics of family a healthy family has about emotional role modeling. I mean, when I found out that my parents were supposed to be my emotional role models, I, I think I didn't speak to anyone for 48 hours because I was in a catatonic state of shock. Okay. Like I was like, Oh my God, I'm so fucked. <laughs> like, like I, it was so, you know, that's, that was a pivoting point because I was determined to figure out and open my heart. I thought I was doing that for my work. I thought I was doing that to become a better actor. I didn't realize I was doing it to become a better father, a, a better man, a better husband. You know, I, I was doing that from my salvation and my freedom, you know, and it took many years of, you know, it was of course at first it was like talk therapy, old school talk therapy and, and figuring out that, oh, you know, it's not normal for your parents to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> that could be one reason you know um because you don't i don't you know i you don't know i was just told that yeah I man i hear you bro and it's, well it's so hard when you're looking back on that process to to for me anyway the programming was i could never think badly about my parents even, even with what it was i'm gonna be i'm gonna be grateful no matter what because i'm here and i survived and i had, I had a plate of food on my table so for me That's to right. for me to actually start deep diving deeper into my unconscious when it came to my relationship with my parents 
Like that, that was a big barrier that I had to break was acknowledging the possibility that they actually made mistakes um, yeah. or potentially not that they knew any better anyway, but just, just the, the fact that's of the matter, it. you know? And that's what, you know, like, that's exactly what I was up against. You know, like I, I, I thought I was raised in a, I mean, I didn't know what a dysfunctional family was, but nor did I know how dysfunctional my family was, is or was, but, but, you know, I, I, I've reconciled all that now. And, um, you know, I mean, I just, and I empathize with my, my parents and I love my parents and I'm close with them and, and, you know, they don't know, they, they did the best they could. I mean, I can't imagine how they had it, but, and I, there's no blame to be had. It's, it was the greatest discovery I ever made because it allowed me to recondition my body recondition my mind and to to know that i am safe to feel to i'm safe to be vulnerable i can show that and, and there's nothing that is weak about it in fact it's just the opposite and and it took me many years you know to to begin to embody that and, and realize that and um what, yeah, were the key and I, thing, what were the key things that worked for you to actually um tap deeper into your vulnerability so so I was working with a core therapist um, eventually, you know, I mean, I, God, God, she just recently passed away. Um, Amazing, incredible angel of a woman. Uh, Her name was Lubna Khalid. And I I had found her through, you know, Larry was recommending a a breath therapist whose name was Jesse. I don't know if you're, if you were still around for that. I'm not sure. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So I saw this woman's flyer, um, while I was going into one of these breath therapy sessions, right? Wait, Jess- uh, Jessica? Jesse, uh, Jesse Torgerson? Oh, no, no, no. So that was She's else. still in the city, yeah. Um, or she was. But so I, so it was, a, it was a struggle. Like I was making slow progress. You know, I, I stopped going to kind of like the traditional talk therapist because um, I just felt like I was just a first, like one, I, I don't get me wrong. It was, I, I discovered a lot. And, but then once you discover it, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I was reaffirming and rehashing and living in this state of like, Oh, I'm a victim. And I just felt yeah. progress. The progress was going out the window. And so I said goodbye to that therapist. I started working with a core therapist and, and a core therapist understands that emotion gets trapped in the body and that we can move the emotion and it will help us heal and they work in a different way. Um, and so she, she, I, I made progress in leaps and bounds with her um, because it was a different way to, uh, I, it took me a while to be honest with her. You know, pro- I would have made progress probably a lot quicker. It took me a year to just be straight up with her. You know, like yeah, man. in general, I don't know if it's, when it's a, well, a woman guys don't you know what i mean like something about yeah that that dynamic is different than if it's a man and a man anyway um long story short you know like so we would we would we would work different techniques um and then she put me she i didn't know that she had a, a tumor in her in her breast and she was doing a lot of meditations uh, and going to dr joe dispenza's retreats mm-hmm. and um uh, she she recommended his book, and I read Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, mm-hmm. and and I remember reading this book, and I would dude, there was nothing about this this you know I would be reading a section and 
I would just find myself weeping. And there was nothing about what I was reading that I think would have made a normal person weep. But this book was like resonating with my soul, you know? And I knew on some level that my life was never going to be the same. And I was afraid to finish the book because I didn't want to give up the old, you know what I mean? I knew everything was going to change as soon as I started to, to put this into practice. And so it took me like six months to read this book that I usually would read a book in you know, a few days, a few weeks at the most. Uh, but I started working Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditation practices. And then I was wise enough to drag my ass to one of his retreats. And that changed everything. Cause then I really learned from him, you know, hands-on how to meditate. And, and from there, you know, you, his meditations, you're practicing gratitude. You know, you're, you're, you're dialing in on, on that. And, and when you do, you know, like and anybody, you can find something you need, you know, you can, an object to be grateful for, you know, like wh whether it's your children, it can be your pet, it can be your, your family, everything, everybody has something. Right. Yeah. And, and I remember, I think I had, I had already had, I had already had one child at the time. I definitely had one. No, I, I, I might've even had two. Um, and I, you know, it was, I just started doing it over and over, you know, I would do it in my meditations and, 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 and I would, you know, I, I would find myself, you know, in such a state of gratitude that I would be just weep, you know, I'd just be crying tears of joy. Um, I was so grateful for my family and to have discovered this, this way to heal. And, and so it got, e it got easier and easier. And it's, it's as easy as it's ever been. Sometimes, you know, if it comes up on me quick and, you know, the inclination to hide is, is still there. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I think that, I don't know if that goes away or not, but, um, you know, I, I can be in front of people and, 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 and I don't feel, I, I won't run and hide and, and I'm not ashamed and I don't, I don't feel like that anymore. You know, um, everything, everything changed. And, and that was kind of a, the process. And I started going on spiritual retreats and like, just, <laughs> like I was at a Dr. Joe retreat and this woman who's, I mean, this woman is so psychic. She's not allowed to touch like the light switches after she meditates because she'll blow them out. She's not allowed to go near a laptop. She's not allowed to touch electronic things. This woman is electrical. Right. And so I had already gone to a Dr. Joe retreat and one of my friends I made was like, you have to meet this woman. Her name is, her name is uh, Solyndra, but we call her Sal. And, and and they were like, she gets downloads. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't, what does that mean? <laughs> They're like, she gets downloads about people. I'm like, you know, like I wanted to meet you. And I'm like, okay, cool. So it's, there's, we have this big reunion because we all met at a Berlin retreat and then we were in Toronto. Right. And I'm sitting across from Sal and she's dressed like she, she's, she's um, of, of Indian and middle, middle Eastern descent. And she's dressed like this, this, like uh cleopatra you know she's got a queen outfit on and, and she's sitting across from me and i'm and i'm i haven't met her yet and i'm making eye contact with her right and we're both talking to people next to us and i see her looking at me and looking at me and i'm like oh shit <laughs> and sure enough she's she stops what she's saying and she looks at me and she's like can i tell you something and i'm like yeah sure she and every like the, the like the record scratches and stops and she's like it's personal. And I'm like, I had a feeling it was going to be personal. Sure. Go ahead. Lay it on, you know, and, and, and man, she just, she spoke to me and she said, um, I can see how wounded your heart is. She said, I can see it's, it's so big and it's still so wounded. 
She said, you, you, you're, you're making so much, but this woman didn't know me from anything. She said, you're making so much progress. You can make more. And she told me about a, a spiritual teacher to go to, to seek out. And, and I did, and I, I went to this person uh, and I, and I, I did a four day opening your heart uh, is the name of, his, of the name of that, of this retreat. I mean, like synchronicities, you know what I mean? Like they just start happening. Right. Um, and, and <laughs> then I, that's crazy. So many things came just from that moment. Right. Uh, but I, I would just go to these that I was determined to open my heart, whatever that meant and wherever it took me, I was on a mission. Right. And so I went to this retreat and I've studied with this very obscure, uh, spiritual guru who most people probably haven't heard, haven't heard of. Uh, Dramvalo, Dramvalo Melchizedek, his name is. Um, oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, he wrote, he wrote a, his books on the flower of life. And th that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. He, I mean, he, he explained how the universe was created through geometry. Yeah, in his books. And he was given that explanation, which is mathematical, by the way. I mean, like, if you look at it, you're like, dude, I don't, I'm not this advanced in, in algebra. In fact, I didn't, I didn't even pass algebra. How the fuck am I supposed to read this? Like, it's like these literal mathematical explanations of how the universe was created through geometry sacred geometry and the platonic solids but yep. um you know like synchronicities start to happen when you align synchronicity is the norm bro this yeah, is, man. We're, we're so disconnected from that but synchronicity and, is the norm and when you answer the call you That's know right. we talk about this whole thing even you know coming back to the beginning like what makes things different for people how many people have answered the call of the hero's journey that's you it. know, like you're in a class with Larry Moss and, you know, you can say, okay, he was a mentor and he's like, Hey, you need to do this X, yeah. Y, and Z. No, and that's right. You could have been like, you know, fuck this shit. I'm gonna go find another teacher. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, there's something inside of you that knew that knew the truth. Even if you didn't consciously know like what he was taught, you just felt it. It was like, there was something you had to do. And yes. then it's like, you know, we find these guides along the way in the hero's journey. It's not about being like, Oh, I'm going to bow down to you guru. And you have all the right. answers, but these guides and these teachers, they have these little nuggets and then we continue on the journey. That's right. You know? And it is, it, it's the, it's the only true hero's journey. I, that's, I, I found myself saying that more than once over the last few days. I, I, I believe that, you know, and, and I think everyone it's there for everyone to embark on and not everyone knows that they should not everyone knows that they could but and not, and, even, and, not even everyone knows there is such a thing no <laughs> journey it's true it's 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 so fucking true some people think that they're here i don't know to go you know to to go to work i i, I it's hard for me to you know you can't put the you can't put it back once it's out you know i don't i don't it's hard for me to even like Con contemplate that i used to be like my goals were like i want to be on tv <laughs> those are my prime goals i mean like i i think about that that guy who just wanted so bad just to like land this big part on tv and i'm like holy shit i was confused I'll i was show, so confused. i'll show all those people i'll be on yeah, TV. Exactly. right and you look at the drivers and the, and the motivators behind all that then you look at the, the trauma behind why we have those drivers and why we have those motivators that's it right there you keep you keep digging down those trenches bro to get to the roots of you know what i mean why 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 i desire the things that i desire and why i think that i'm gonna you know what i mean be happy once 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 i get to that point um but these these in my view these are the 
these are these are implants, right? So to distract us yeah. from the hero's journey. These are the this is the bread and the circus along the way. It's the matrix, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I think that's a great place to to wrap up the first part of this episode. What do you think? I think yeah, perfect. I was just about to say the same thing. I think it's a good good place for sure. And um, yeah, just want to thank thank the public for watching this far, first part of the episode. You know, the second half uh, is for our patrons um but uh real quickly uh faust like just for the public if they if they wanted to find you anywhere like yeah man uh, yeah you know so 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 i have a website in my name um which i i mean it hasn't been updated in quite a while but but i'm i I host a podcast called far out with faust um and and we have a we're not quite as prolific as here for the truth but but we we do an episode once a week uh we have a a, a variety of, of different people on from physicists to, you know, um, gurus, uh, you know, I, people who are entrenched in the wellness uh, and health industry and, uh, you know, biohacking, neurohacking, you name it, it's plant medicine, UFOs, I, we get into it all. Usually That's far out, bro. That's far yeah, out, right? It, right? It's, it, you know where that name came from? the young woman who I told you I met who, who I found Dr. Joe through when I told her I was doing a podcast, she's, she just turned to me without batting an eye and said, are you going to name it far out with Faust? And I was like, um, <laughs> wow. That's well, now that you say it. I, yeah. Yeah. Cool. She, yeah. Uh, so, so far out with Faust and that's, that lives um, on, on just about every platform. And, if you want to see the videos, which we, you know, we, we make a, a, a solid effort of editing our videos and, and, you know, making sure they're visually uh, yeah, entertaining, cool. you know, that you can find those on YouTube. They still live there for now. Uh, and um, yeah. Yeah. And the, the channel is called red pill unplugged. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see our patrons on the other side. Thanks yeah. everyone. It's going to get juicy. See you guys. Yeah. All right, to our patrons, welcome back to Here for the Truth. Um, we're going to continue this incredible dialogue with Faust. Um, good to be back here with you, man. Um, uh, you were just telling us in, in the little intermittence there about someone you met in, in Cairo who just shared some interesting information with right. you programming. So, so I, I had an, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I host a podcast called Far Out with Faust and I, I interviewed a, incredible dude i had no idea he was so incredible until i started talking to him and the first thing so he's a french-born um hypnotherapist um you know he's i mean he's this guy's he's worked in the hospital system in california a lot which is i thought i thought was very impressive that you know he he's they've had him in to a lot of the surgery places um to work with people who are going to get surgery and who are recovering from surgery because uh, he's he's really good at his job and helping people heal, but um, his name is a uh, Pierre Pierre Etienne Venier. That's it's a the beautiful name. Yeah, and and so I was like, I introduced him, and um, and I and I said, man, I said, but you're in Cairo, you're in Egypt right now, and I said, how are things there? <laughs> and he said, well, he said it's hot, and I said, yeah, I said, yeah, I said, how else? And he said, uh, you know, it's I'll tell you, he's like, I, I, since I moved here, 
from I think I think he was in maybe the Santa Monica area uh, of California. He was like, it's it's like the the level of fear here is non-existent. He was like, and you don't realize what living in that amount of fear does to you. He was like, I I I you become so used to it, like, and it's and you don't have to be the one feeling it, but it's all around you, right? He said that it, that when I moved here, it's like it was such a, a relief. He was like, my, my children, they go to school. He's like, they don't have to, they don't, they don't have to wear a mask. He was like, they, they hug each other. We, 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 we greet each other. We touch each other here. He was, he was like, that doesn't fly anymore where you are. I was like, you're telling me, I mean, I, I know, man. I was like, you people won't even walk down the street in New York city yep. without a mask on outside. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I don't even know what that. There's no reason for that besides fear. You know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah. outside, and that is illogical. So, so I was, I was, because like when I asked him, "How are things there?" That's exactly what I was asking about. Was how are how are things in Cairo? Like, how are they treating this? And I was like, because you don't hear about Cairo on the news, you don't hear about Egypt on the news, and that's Either. how you know that they're doing their own thing and they're doing it well because you never fucking hear about them. That's so interesting, but yeah, man, it's it's just like a yeah. density, huh? That's, that's that sort of feels like to me when you're when you're in these 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 areas of the world that have been co-opted in this way, it's just like this 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 yeah. density or this overlay that's of yeah. of heaviness. And that's I literally mean, yeah. obviously we don't know what we've taken on from that because we've become so accustomed and so used to that. You mean this this vibration, this frequency, but to be somewhere in the world where it was kind of, it's kind of non-existent. I can't even imagine the, the breath of relief that I'd take. Yeah. My, yeah. Oh my God. I, I mean, and where you are is probably, it's probably the worst of where, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're in New York and California have their, have, yeah. you know, we're plenty hung up, but you know, I think you, you're in the thick of it more than we are right now, but you know, he was talking about France and you know, what, what I learned about, and I'm sure you, you guys may have, may have just visited this uh, so you to tell me if i if i'm if i'm rehashing kind of what you've talked no, about go but, for it. you know he he talks about how and, and i learned how like you know hypnotherapy and i and i know this from meditations and from, from you know reprogramming myself learning how to reprogram myself you need to delve into the subconscious you got to get into the programming if you want to change in any expedient fashion you know and that's what what i learned in my in my journeys and my travels and studying from these gurus is that, look, the reason why the alcoholic wakes up and says, that's it, I'm never drinking again. And for two days, he's great is because he's, you know, he's, he's made a, a firm conviction, but his body has different ideas. His body is saying, um, that's great, man. Go fuck yourself. Okay. Pick up the fucking beer. It's been 48 hours. We know what we're doing. We've been doing the same thing for 30 years. Who the fuck are you to tell us, we're going to stop drinking, get the beer, you know what I mean? Get the booze. And then, and then this guy finds himself at the bar with the beer in his hand. He's like, I don't know what happened. I was doing so good for a couple of days there. What, what, that's, what's so hard to change. You know, like we, you, the, it's the, the subconscious programming that keeps us depend. The body continues to run the show. Right. That's a, mm -hmm. and, and I was thinking about how, much the programming has has you know people are are more likely to to deal with something and and to whether that's pain 
or a lockdown, whether, you know, if they've been prepped and conditioned and, and, and you see this kind of mass hypnosis happening and it's continuing to evolve and happen that, you know, they just continue to change the message and, the, and it's whatever makes people feel safe and taken care of. That's naturally what they're going to gravitate towards. And so the reason why you have these large responses, because one side has their freedom threatened and that they, they feel, see that and they see the cages coming in and they're like, whoa, whoa, motherfucker. Yep. And the other side feels afraid for their life. And they're like, whoa, whoa, no, don't, don't come any closer because you could kill me. So you have the, the two, two very valid, I mean, we can discuss, but they're valid to the people having them, right? Like, mm -hmm. The people who are afraid are genuinely afraid and people who see the, restri the restrictions and the freedoms diminishing are absolutely valid in, in that observation. So it's like, it, this is the world that that's been set up for us and that we're living in it. And it's all programming. I think it's all a fucking, you know, because you would never get people to, to cooperate if you didn't, if you didn't constantly bombard them with the fear, they would never, they wouldn't have a reason to cooperate or, or think that there was something there to fear. So it's like, man, there's something so profound about, about that kind of those post-hypnotic suggestions that come with the programming and the news. It's, it's, it's a 24 seven fear campaign that's been going on and it's been meticulously curated and over time, you know, I mean, our subconscious, our subconsciouses have been primed for years. I mean, we work, I mean, I don't need more, but in an industry, let's talk Hollywood. Hollywood is like, you know, fucking sorcery, sorcery capital of the world. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there is proof that CIA works with Hollywood, et cetera, to control the population. And so you just read all WikiLeaks, these movies, all these movies over time, you know, even outbreak back in the days, dude. <clears throat> oh my like, God, dude. I used to, um, with, I love uh, that movie, yeah. with Dustin you know, Hoffman, Yeah, Dustin Hoffman and Kevin and Spacey, Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. you know, so all these movies over time, you know, that just prime the subconscious, get you oh, ready, yeah. start like plugging you in with like the, 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 the germ theory myth and all these things where it's like, you're going to die. You have to be afraid of these invisible, yeah. par uh, invisible particles floating in the air and all the other stuff, you know, through commercials, through TV, through media, et cetera, that it's just getting people ready over yeah. time. And it's well-funded and it's more methodical than anyone could imagine. You know, it's That's the thing. The trillions of dollars that have been put behind this this level of programming, right? And the the intention there, it's it's yeah, it's 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 a big one to actually comprehend, and that's 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 a big pill to swallow for sure. And like, I mean, we we watch these movies and we take on this messaging and we assume that naively assume innocence, you know, yeah. from 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 this level of media um, and hypnotic suggestion. But you know what I mean they they yeah. know they know how our mind and how our subconscious works better than we probably ever would they they know as well as anyone and and you know it's it's compartmentalized right it's like it's like everything else you you start to learn about the trillions of dollars that have gone missing you know in these black ops programs that are that are you know the military industrial complex and like you know just just look at what they did with afghanistan if you want to know the level of of just total corruption and greed look at the money spent in afghanistan i mean that was a money grab from the word go you know and the, and we could get into the 
the 9-11 conspiracy and, and, and all that. But I mean, like I just talked to someone the other day and I mean, I, I don't usually block people. I try, I try to embody the Buddha and, and Christ when I'm interacting with people on Facebook. I don't always succeed. Don't get me wrong. But this dude is just like, like he told me like the, like the building number seven collapsed from the office fire. And I was like, I don't even know. I don't, I didn't realize that you were mentally challenged. <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't have even started this conversation. I apologize. I'm sorry. I was like, but I can't, if you think that that office fires brought down the, the cause of the collapse of a building, then I don't think we should carry on the conversation anymore. I just, I think it's a waste of time and I, I blocked him. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, dude, like, like, first of all, that's setting, that's setting a boundary. And yeah. I, and, and I respect, you know, your desire to be Buddha and Christ at times. And at the same time, I'm also just like, no, fuck you, you know, like <laughs> I, I am playing, playing that game. And, you know, I've learned, man, over time, when I think back to my early journey, you know, I wanted, I was on Facebook posting things and it's like, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta prove to you what I gotta explain to you, you need to yeah. know what I know. And it's like, I just don't even care anymore, man. I'm going to speak yeah, my mind. I'm going to do my thing. The people that are interested in what I have to say or on a line or, or that soul family, cool. And the rest of you, do your thing. Yeah. Live your life. I'm cool with it. You know, the problem in general, though, is that when you try to step onto my, like, um, my terrain and tell me yeah. what to do and what to, and what to think and how to live, you know, homie, don't play that. It's gas. It's, it's yeah. It's gets gets the gaslighting that gets me. You know, with, with that, yeah. that comes through these these Agent Smiths. You know what I mean? It's there's like this yeah. level of um, uh, false moral superiority from that they that they get from believing the mainstream narrative somehow, and it's just yeah. And it's it it's mind boggling. It's fucking mind boggling, dude. And I I don't okay, I don't real, I don't understand. Yeah. Real quickly is this: when I think of someone who's faced with a predicament uh, and needs to make a decision, would you say the person who is more aware of multiple sides of a story is better equipped to make a rational decision? You know, in my mind, I would think someone who knows- It's a no-brainer. Sides is like, can at least go, okay, now I'm gonna try to make a rational decision. But we, we're dealing with people who fully align with the mainstream narrative and anything about other points of view are coming through the lens of the mainstream narrative so it's not even it's not even like you're positioning yourself and taking in the information from the other side you're learning about the other side from the same narrative and so i know the mainstream narrative it's plastered everywhere right you can't miss it it's there stay home save lives etc etc six feet apart we're in this together you know what i mean and so it's like i just have no time for someone who who, who won't even have skin in the game, who won't put the time and the energy to, to look into other things. And like you said earlier, they just immediately shut you out. And yeah. so like, I just don't have time for that level of interaction. I won't go there. If you're actually curious, then cool. We can have a conversation. That's it. And, I, and that I've been trying, you know, somebody said to me the other day, they were like, Faust, I admire how noble you are and, and how well you stay composed on fit when you interact with people, but you need to consider to stop wasting your time. <laughs> and I was like, you're absolutely fucking right. You know, you know, I've been, it's, I'm aware of it and I'm trying to, 
And I mean, like, you know, I hear that and I'm not offended by it. I know it rings true. You know, like I, I know that, that I'm, that I'm a lot of times I'm wasting my energy um, and I'm working on it. I'm, 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 I'm the process, you know, and, and, and my wife's like, are you going to be like this after the pandemic? And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't see myself, uh, you know, like, um, because there's, you know, like, I mean, dude, I get, I get banned from Facebook for seven days and I'm like, whoo, thank God. All right. Yeah. Took a, could take a nice break, you know, like I, I'm fine not being on it, you know? Uh, so it's not that I feel like I'm, I've, it's just that there's so much going on and so much misinformation out there. And it's, I, a big part of me has a problem with how deceiving it is to put, to fucking be constantly spitting out lies and that people think like people read i've read an article the other day that said i took a screenshot of it it said four-year-old dies from covid just hours just hours after symptoms and i'm like this is complete bullshit let me read the article and see how much bullshit it is and sure enough four paragraphs down first sentence in that fourth paragraph said little kylie was never actually diagnosed with covid i'm like what the fuck we don't even we can even get into the whole idea of what is the diagnosis and that's a whole nother oh and and and, you know, and, like, and that's you know but apparently she was diagnosed post-mortem i'm like wait it's just so dishonest to me and and it scares people and they're trying to get people into such a scared state that they will they will get their kids you can't fight that train, bro. You can't you fight know? that train, man. For me, like I've got absolutely just no time for ignorance yeah. at, at, at this point. You know, like yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not here to, I'm not here to hold your hand. I'm not here to save you. I sense your tone when you ask me questions. Yeah. Even, even people that you mean, oh, I, I want to. Can you just tell me this? Can you just tell me this? Like I sense. No, and you're right. I sense you're where right. You're coming from. It's you just, can. You nah. can tell. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Joey. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You're one of the few people who have in the last few days reminded me that I need to, I, I, it's bandwidth, right? Somebody, somebody yeah. said this the other day to me. They're like, dude, it's, it's so if you have this much bandwidth and this much of it is going towards that, what are you missing? You know, like you got kids, you got a family. It's an act of self-love, bro. It's an act of self-love. To- it is. And I got to start, I got to start being a little more diligent with it because it's just, it, you know, you're not, you're not winning any, anybody over. I mean, and the people who appreciate the information that you're getting, that's, that's one thing, you know, they're going to be there, but the, but the, the ridiculous conversations that turn into a debate, they're not, they're not, we're not moving any needles there. You know what I'm saying? No, man, that's, 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 that's all of a sudden, like three, three hours go by and you're like, what the fuck was I doing for three hours on Facebook, having a back and forth verbal exchange? Like, I mean, I got off Facebook pretty much. I mean, I'll post a thing occasionally or share yeah. something on an episode or something that Joel shares and I'll just add it to my timeline. But yeah, man, the more yeah. there's yeah. The bandwidth can be used towards other things, in my opinion. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the quicksand, man, getting getting stuck in those those those, those engagements, which are never gonna go anywhere, you know. And for me, I'm I'm here to serve people that want to be served by me. I'm not here to cater to someone who is, you know, I mean, who is completely resistant to anything that I have to share, you know. Anything. Um, yeah. I'm it doesn't matter. You know? Iron with iron and, and enhance each other on this on this truth seeking journey. Because I think that we all have unique individual parts of ourselves which which can make up the whole and we can benefit each other as, as a result of having these conversations with people that 
wants to be enhanced by these conversations. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, man. That's a great and that's, point. That's, that's a big thing. That's been a big lesson for many people the last two years, I think, because there's so many people in our lives that we thought that we'd never have falling, fall, falling outs with, you know, um, yeah. over, over politics, over, you mean, issues such as, such as this. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, man, the, the, it's it's where we are right now honestly yeah um so for me man my i i i carved my boundaries with a machete and uh yeah i uh i'm 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 taking note and i can learn a lot from you joe joey absolutely man i i i'm i'm getting better at it and i'm gonna i'm making more of a conscious effort towards it uh and it's great to talk to you guys because it's a great reminder of you know you know it's easy when i'm it's easier when i'm busy but, and and I'm busy most days, but some days it's just, a, it's such a yeah. time suck, but you, I'm curious. Uh, well, you'll have to give us your birth information afterwards. I want to look up your human design chart, man. We can, we can geek oh, out. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll send you all that info yeah. for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm interested sure. in this because coming from the entertainment industry, like obviously we can see how much the powers that be are now leveraging, leveraging entertainment, right. As, yeah. as a way back back to normalcy you know um yeah. the, the breads and circuses so to speak and uh, how heavy now they're coming down on actors and musicians like you mean they're, they're using concerts as a yeah as a tool to try encourage vaccination etc etc um i kind of just answered my own question in that, in that whole process but <laughs> how do you how, like, how do you perceive that the same way you know Oh, I mean, they're literally bribing influencers and they're bribing celebrities to, to, (laughs) they're not even trying to hide it. You know, Jennifer Aniston comes out and says, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just have to, I I have to isolate myself from my vaccinated or my unvaccinated friends. And I'm like, "Uh, then, then you're an idiot and you don't understand how the vaccine works. I'm sorry, but you know what I mean? That's great. And I'm I'm sure you got paid a nice chunk of money to say that and write, somebody wrote a fucking article about it, but you know, like. Didn't, um, didn't, Joel, didn't Andrew Bogut, didn't he, he say in a video, he got offered money, like at the beginning of this to do like a PSA on something. I don't know if it was the jab or if it was COVID or staying home or we got to do our part, all those other fucking phrases. Yeah, that they've been pushing for the last 17, 18 months. Yeah, man, all sports sports stars are in the fray, everything. But um, I mean, Andrew Bogut was the number one draft pick in the NBA, you know, so it's pretty incredible the level that he's speaking out at um, at, at this point, him. you know, but his, history repeats itself, you know, like we, we see Elvis in the past being, being yeah. a poster boy for, for vaccination. Like the game is so fucking obvious. And yeah. we knew this, we knew this was coming, you know, and we knew that at some point in time, we're going to be seeing these celebrities and these heroes. Oh, yeah. Encouraging us to, to inflict self-harm. And, and, and you know, but what I want to know is, and, 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 and this is an honest question. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, what I don't understand is like, if it's now clear, if, if, if people now, and they seem to a little more now understand that, the whole sales pitch about this jab keeping people from getting COVID was a lie. And it's a lie that they have generally, they're in denial that they were sold first off. And also that in order to not be feel like they've been lied to, they just been easily pivoted from, Oh, that's it. That's never what they said. I must've misunderstood it. What they meant was, 
it will mitigate symptoms. Um, okay. Science so, changed. Yeah. The, so, so, but that's what they meant all along. Okay. Groovy. That's fine. That's great. If you now understand that this in no way, shape or form will reduce your chances of getting or giving COVID, why are people still insisting and, and advocating for any type of discrimination against people who want it or not? I don't, yeah. can, can, can you explain that? To me, because I don't understand, I, I still don't and, understand. And that's the mainstream argument, you know, if you utilize statistics and you believe there's this thing that's being passed around and, and I get it. And I hear, I actually had a conversation with someone I know yesterday who said that exact thing. It's like, I'm, I may lose my job because of this whole thing. And it's like, how can they coerce me when everything you just said is what's the official narrative right now? That, I don't get it. I, but, but, but... <laughs> Again, how do you, I, I, so, but if he, <laughs> I just don't understand, you know, if, 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 yeah, there's no words, bro. There's no words. Let's just sit look, there with like the, with rolling back eyes emoji. Like, I'm not sure, who's, I'm not sure who sense. said this. I think it might've been Erasmus, the great philosopher. He said, it only makes sense if you don't think about it. And yeah, I stole that from a, a mentor of mine, Jason Kristoff, who used to say, and I've taken oh, from it. Want to get props? It only makes sense if you don't think about it, and it is a truth. It's truth. It's the truth. Yeah, you're not thinking how much about. in our in our society falls under that category. And that's this goes a, that's back a scary to the programming. Thought. This goes back to the program. If you don't control your own mind, someone else will. That's right. I, I mean, if you're gonna, as a human being. You're gonna, you, you are going to be programmed, whether it's your parents, it's your guardians, it's, mm -hmm. you know, whoever spends the, the most amount of time with you from the ages of zero to seven and then beyond, you're, that's gonna be your core programming, right? It's, it's gonna affect the way you live the rest of your life. We know that, that's a fact, right? The, there's been remarkable studies that have come out of, you know, like there was that orphanage, I think it was in Russia that, that we, the United States came upon, or might've been, it might've been Germany, but this, this orphanage was like, it was a nightmare when they got in there because it was, it was like the, the, they said it was the worst sound you ever wanted to hear at an orphanage. It was deadly silent, right? Kids were chained to their beds in their own feces. There was fucking gruel on the floor. It was, the ages were, were zero to five, right? And, and it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare, right? Half these kids were half dead. Some of them didn't make it. The ones that they did pull out, they they were they were so horror stricken that they were determined to put them into really affluent homes, right? And so some of them went, you know, sometimes more than one went to one affluent home. And what they found was that the the the, the kids that were over three years old, there was it doesn't matter what home they went into. The, 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 the self-destructive pattern that was embedded in their heads from that kind of neglect and trauma was across the board. You know, they were, they ended up in jail. They ended up on drugs. They ended up committing suicide. They were fucked, you know, because when, after a certain period of time, if you don't have that kind of love and, and it, it, you know, the brain, that little mind, when there's too much trauma, it can never recover, right? And that's the programming is so important for a, a, an infant into toddlerhood, into Those, childhood. Yeah. 
it's those, everything man. those first three years those first few years of life man are are so important. so important nine months you know? in the womb are super important those yeah. first two pre-edible years i mean it's just like and people don't understand they don't understand that they don't take it to that level and here we are and we're masking up one-year-olds two-year-olds three-year-olds you know and it's like this is these are developmental stages these are the time where these kids they like they're looking at their they're like trying to look at their mom's facial gestures or their dad's face or their siblings or the people they're in school with at two three four years old five years whatever and they're not getting that they're not getting that that relational no. feedback i mean and, and the screens that, what is that going to create you know it's going to create I don't, I don't uh, we, we like don't even know that. dude i mean autism from a psych in a psychological sense um uh i mean know, sociopathy you, you... psychopathy in the future we have no clue you know that i had a i had a well, he's a theoretical physicist and he's i mean this is a dude who was you know talking about algorithms before they were algorithms telling ceos like you need to understand that these are the future and they were like yeah we learned about them we were not interested and he was like okay i mean like so he's a huge advocate because he he sees and knows the dangers that these big tech uh you know titans are are putting out there and and he's he's seen the the damage that they can do to a child's brain and he's a he's also a neuroscientist so he's this guy is i mean this guy you hear this guy talk and you'd be like oh my god he really talks like that i mean he's, he's his voice is like he's like well let me tell you you know he's i mean like if you want to nerd out check out my episode uh with bill softkey i got two i, I did I had him on twice he's got a lot to say um and he's he's working on all these with these different companies they're that are developing um, neurofeedback software and meditation programs for the phones because you know if you can't beat them, join them, right? If you're gonna, if they're gonna, the kids are gonna get hooked on it anyway. Give them a way out through what they're hooked into, right? So he's developing some amazing programs with a bunch of companies, and they bring them on because you know if you know how the mind works, you can program how the, how to work the phone into it, right? But um, he, you know he talks about. We, we, we did a deep dive into this and just how much damage the neuroprocessing unit of the, of the brain takes when it's, when it's reality is a screen, right? And so look what we're doing. Look what we've done. You know, we took a bunch of kids who already had, you know, if you've ever taken your phone out in front of a two-year-old, they're like, ah, you know, it doesn't take much. Once they see it once, that's all they need. You know, there's something very addictive about it. And, and man, I see it all the time. I just walk down the street and parents got their kids just propped up in front of a, you know, uh, their, their iPad dinner, they're in their high chair. And I'm like, yep. Jesus, Jesus. I mean, I understand it because then you can have dinner. Okay. And you can communicate, but, but you got to understand that you, it's not good for your child. You know, it, I mean, look once in a great while. Okay. You know, parents need relief too. you got to take care of yourself. I understand that it's not easy to raise a child, let alone two or three, but if that's your go-to, you got to read up on that because that, you know, that's not good for their minds. Their neuroprocessing centers get all kaputs and their pleasure centers get fucking put towards the top of, you know, the highest skyscraper and then everything is like this sucks not, not to mention the blue light that's impacting them as the, you know like they should be getting ready for sleep and their hormone levels should be in a natural state and it's just like let's just shoot everything light in their eyes at like 9 10 p.m at night or whatever time my kids said they wanted to play video games you know what i got them i was like all right <clears throat> i got a nintendo for him i was like let's play 
they were like Nintendo man yeah this is great I'm like this is the best there is (laughs) (laughs) Mike Tyson's punch out that was my jam Mike Tyson's punch Super Mario Bros we played we played them all and I got a chance to go back and beat them all with my kids it was so cool that's awesome (laughs) these are these graphics are okay I know I survived them you know yeah (laughs) That's it's definitely a big one, man. It's something that we're pretty mindful about. Like my two daughters have, they've never held a phone at a dinner table. They've never held a phone on a car trip. They're just, they're, just, they're, just, they're not distracted, you know. And that's that's, yeah. that's what it's about. That these these things are just they're just distractions, right? And it's yeah. like, how are they ever going to grow up to to be able to interact or to communicate, or to just sit still without having a constant source of entertainment? Um, and how old are they? Three and one. Okay. Yeah. Good. Keep it. You just got to hold out for a few more years and then you, then they'll be okay. You know, it's like my, we held out long with my, with my first son. And then my second son, of course, when you have two, it gets tricky because, you know, the older one is able to do more than the younger one, but then the younger one sees it and it's like, yeah. how can you, it gets trickier, but you know, my, my oldest can govern better than my youngest and emotionally, you know, with everything. Um, cause we waited longer to expose him to some of it. So it's like, man, it's like, as long as you can hold out, hold out because then these kids get together and they don't know what to do without one of these things. Yeah. They literally, you know, they, they want to hang out with their friends just so they can do this. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? There's monkey bars over there. What are you doing? Go, go play. Dirt hang on the monkey bars. On each other. <laughs> go eat some fucking dirt. You should hear the conversations that I have with my children. I'm like, there is a playground right there. What? You know, I'm like, wait. And then I get them out there, you know, and of course they love it. They love it. You know, I, I, I had a impromptu little league baseball game at the park here the other day. My wife's like, you're crazy. There's no other parent on the Upper East Side who would do that. <laughs> I was like, somebody's got to get these kids, you know, get these kids playing together. Right. So I, I was the umpire slash uh, catcher all-time catcher umpire so it was great you know the kid, my kids loved it they loved it playing they haven't had a chance to do this for yeah. two years play on a team you know right. what i'm saying like i got them in basketball they work one-on-one with a coach that's all they can do it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and i'm like listen this seems awkward because this is a team sport but you're practicing you're going to be ready to play it when they let you again so hopefully that you know in the next my my one son is 10 he's He's supposed to have basketball practice, um, you know, this fall. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm, my fingers crossed that um, it goes forward, and it should. There's no and reason there's, why it should. There's no doubt that you mean the the primary target in this war is the children, and it's the generations that are going to follow. You know. Yeah. And uh, again, man, the the powers, the controllers that be, they 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 recognize that. Um, and yeah, the, the, they they are the primary target, and who's in the way, right? It's it's Dude, awesome. and it, 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 the, the, what scares me is how effective it's been on the millennial generation. You know, like I, I see them walking around in the city and, and they got to them, you know, like they, they're, I mean, it worries me. You know, like, I don't know of how many of them have parents who are, you know, speaking a little bit of truth to them, but I, you know, I see them and they're like, man, they got the their masks up their phones in their face and i'm like yeah you know y'all got a great immune system (laughs) you're only 19 years old you're 20 years old like what do you i have i have friends here that are older that i've connected with you know in our little tribe that we're building and 
And uh, she's like, yeah, you know, I have an 18 year old and a 17 year old. And, you know, the 18 year old got the jab, even though, you know, I, I guided them not to. And, you know, they're going to make their own choices. But but it's really true, man. They're 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 definitely being influenced. And what I'm hearing, too, is like a lot of these like millennials or even whatever comes after millennials, like teenagers, they're shaming their parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, and they're working on them, too, to do that. You know, it's like the woke culture, too. You know how they're being influenced through entertainment and through media uh and all the virtue signaling that's happening and they're just like they're getting on their parents my my kid's school won't give him allergy medicine without i mean they got they need every permission slip that you know that anything happens now it's it's, forget about it now like last year i would get a call (laughs) um luciano is flatulent today and with covid going on i was like come again did did you just did you just call me and tell me that my son farted in school and and what would you like me to do would you like me to come get him and remove him from the school do you know if he's gonna fart again are we having this conversation right now is this real life you know i'm like farting spreads (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about i'm like i didn't realize that was a way that it could be spread that way and they're like oh yes yeah I'm like, this is not real. This is not real life. I'm not, not real life, man. It's not real life. And they're, they're trying to make it real life. My God. Way, you know? And like, they, 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 these, these trigger events come and go, but the, the remnants of the control they've taken, it, it, it stays there. You know what I mean? And then, then yeah. they, they release the clamp a little bit and it feels like, oh, we got a little bit of freedom back. But really, how many, how many steps have they walked forward all over your, your rights and your freedoms? And how much of the new normal have they actually implemented, which you've just now become programmed and conditioned to, so that when you get some part of it back, it's like, oh, okay, we're back to normal, but no. Exactly. You know, and I, and I see that happening. You know, I had, I, I was friendly with a, uh, with a TV director who's Australian and, and we were aligned for a while um, and he would kind of jump in and I don't even know how we ended up friends on Facebook. I think we were looking at him to direct a film years ago. And, uh, and, and, but we really became on opposite ends of it when the, when the pandemic hit and he, uh, he's, he's Australian. And he was just like, you fucking, you know, you Americans are just like, you're so entitled. Like you just don't. And I'm like, his name's Peter. I was like, Peter, you're going to be locked down. Okay. I'm like, this was, this was a year ago. I was like, your country has sold the fuck out it's your 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 problems have just begun you you think you've eradicated covid i was like this is not about covid this is not about covid you you people could have walked on rainbows and and done everything perfectly and there could be no covid whatsoever and i guarantee you you will be locked down again boy was i fucking right like like prophetic what's his what's his his last name um I'll check. I'll, ch- uh, I'll check. He's okay. still my friend on Facebook because I, I wrote him the other day and I was like, you know what? I just I said, I don't know if you're in Australia, yep. but I said I hope you're all right wherever you are, yep. regardless of you know the differences we've had. And it turns out I think he's in LA, but you know, of course, he took the opportunity to comment on how this not, nothing it would have happened like that in australia if people had just got vaccinated and i was like no, people just don't even understand the foundation what i was they like don't understand the foundations i mean it's just like i can't even 
have dialogues with people because I'm playing in a completely different game, a different arena in terms of yeah. understanding health, understanding what really causes disease, etc. Like I just don't even, I can't, that's why I can't even engage with people who are throwing around statistics and all no. this stuff on both sides, because I just don't, I don't align with it, man. Like I just yeah. don't, I don't align with the, the belief that human beings are walking vectors of disease that are no. out there to infect one another. That is not my reality. That is not my belief. I don't believe um, the science supports everything that's being pushed by the mainstream narrative. Yeah. And so uh, I live my life like a normal fucking human being. Yeah. And I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. Superman. What a you're, miracle. You're Superman, Fuck right? Superman. That's Fuck right. Superman. I you love know that what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, and, and, and look, I mean, there's going to be some wonderful evidence coming out. It's being peer reviewed right now. But, you know, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza was wise enough to take advantage of the pandemic and use his team of scientists to, to run some very fascinating experiments on the blood of his meditators, which he had drawn right before COVID hit. And, and one of the scientists had this brilliant idea to, you know, they had access to a level, a level three lab where they could, they could um, apply for the whatever, like you need to test against COVID. You have to get special something, <laughs> whatever that something is, I don't know, but, but they got it right. And, and they, they, they had the blood of his meditators before and the blood of his meditators after the workshop. And they wanted to see if the immune response would, would be different, right? And the, dude, talk about Superman. You gotta see what happens under a microscope. Well, you know, when, when people are raising their vibration in his meditations and like, man, it's just, it's all about health. It's all about transcending your, your body, you know, and realizing that it is directly connected to the divine and what a capacity you have innately to heal and 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 you know plug into that instead of this this you know this, this programming that is happening here and what they found was i think it surpassed everyone's expectations i mean the blood was just like it, it was literally like superman it was like bullets bouncing off it this it was like unaffected and so is really remarkable, not surprising to me, you know, knowing his work and practicing his work, but, you know, they're, they're submitting this for peer review because it's, you know, the implications of, of the immune response that comes from, you know, meditations and, and is profound. And, and so, you know, they're skirting this because it's a political landscape, but, you know, I, I just can't wait to public because I have like these, these dickheads who are constantly like, oh, did you lengthen your telomeres at a workshop? And I'm like, motherfucker, I lengthen my telomeres every day right here in my house. Okay. I don't need to go to a workshop. You know, like they just say stupid shit about Dr. Joe because they don't get it. They don't get it. They, they think that he's like uh, some kind of quack, you know, I'm like this dude is like, people don't understand, man. If you're able to really have a healthy nervous system, you yeah. know, nourish your mind, nourish your body, be super resilient you're going to be a healthy person. You're yeah. not going to experience symptoms. Okay. Right. Cause again, I don't view sickness and disease the way most people view sickness and disease. And so that's a huge key. If you can stay centered and balanced and meditation, if it's done a certain way, it can have that mm -hmm. impact. You know, Absolutely. If you're a truly embodied person, 
you know, mind, heart, body, spirit, you're in alignment. Like there can be chaos around you and you're just like, boom, I am centered. I am Zen and I'm good to go. Like, listen, what the stories that we tell ourselves, the programming that we're getting one way or the other, it's going to have an effect. You know, I was just, just reading a study at a Harvard that these, they, they took all these women who are having breast reduction surgery, which is a, you know, a, a notably painful surgery that women have the recovery process is difficult you know it's it's painful and so they wanted to see if if uh hypnotherapy would would make a difference not only in the pain of the surgery but also the, the recovery time and the recovery process and what they found well and they did a very very meticulous study and they made sure to that there was no way that this could be dismissed as you know, oh, well, it was probably because it could have been because of this, or, you know, they were, they controlled all the variables. Um, and, and what they found was remarkable. Like these women healed 40 times the speed of women who didn't get the hypnotic therapy, the hypnotherapy, right? And the hypnotherapy is putting someone in, 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 it's not like, you know, you're not like, follow this clock, you know, that's all kind of movies and, and nonsense. But, you know, what you're doing is you're conditioning their subconscious for a physiological response. So they were, t they, everything from like keeping their heart rate down during the surgery to, to reduce inflammation from the word go all the way up into, you know, to the dealing with the pain and, and how fast the, the, the bones and, and everything heals it. 40% is almost double the rate. I mean, like, if you don't understand that you can have a direct effect on your body with the programming that goes into your mind, then you don't know what planet you're living on and what species you are. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> mic drop right there, bro. Yeah. yeah, man. I think that's, that's, I mean, it's definitely a mic drop, dude. I mean, it's on point. Like <laughs> I'll send you the link to the article. It's, yeah, it's, please do, man. Absolutely. Um, but I think this is a good place to, to end. Joel, what do you think? Yeah, man. Absolutely, man. I'm thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and definitely send that through and we'll, we'll add all those links to the show notes so people can go and look at those studies themselves, you know, and there's, there's no doubt, man, that what, what we consume on a subconscious level affects us on, on all levels. And there's also no doubt that we can consciously choose how to program ourselves if that's the path that we want to go down. You know what I mean? To, to yeah. benefit ourselves. Yeah, for sure, man. Faust, thank you so much for taking the time to, to join us, brother. Thank you guys for so much for having me. Uh, you know, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the conversation. I think that these conversations are so important right now, you know, to, to be having, you know, and, and I wish more people would be having them. Thank everyone who's listened to us this far. And, um, you know, like I, like I said, if you guys want to check out my podcast it's called far out with Faust um, and it's, uh, it's also a visual component to it on YouTube. Uh, under the channel red pill unplugged and we got some crazy vlogs up there that are fun and some of them are spiritual and involve farm animals and it's crazy you'll you'll see it but thank you guys so much <laughs> also brother listen man it's nice after all these years to actually have like a proper yeah, brother in, in conversation and it, and thanks for throwing is. your uh you know what is it this the hat in the ring or well, i don't know what the phrase is the same yeah that's that's one of them yeah and just you know taking a risk especially you know being someone who's in an industry where you know i think people have drank the kool-aid uh, yeah. to a certain degree so mad yeah, props bro. mad respect thanks for being a strong male and being uh being an example to your children of what it means to to stay curious to stay open to seek the truth and to share that 
Absolutely, bro. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, man. It's been great uh, talking to you guys. Uh, best of luck. I'm going to be following you guys as usual and, and tuning in. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks brother. Man. And thank Thanks, you to our listeners. We'll, we'll see you next time. Take care. Smoking mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in the time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms because they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean.